Hi, my name is Jan Wilczek from thewolfsound.com. Welcome to Wolf Talk, a podcast about audio programming. In this podcast, you will learn how to build your career in programming or research related to audio, meet programmers and researchers from all around the world, and learn about the intricacies of sound. Hi everyone, welcome to the 17th episode of the Wolf Talk podcast. In this episode, I have a very special guest for you, namely Linus Corneliusson, a mixing engineer from Sweden turned audio programmer. So Linus works at Bogren Digital, which is a business created by a famous music producer and sound engineer, Jens Bogren, and they released their own impulse response packs and they also released their own plugins. So it's a very interesting transition from being someone who uh, works in the studio, most of the time works with music material, works with musicians, to someone who is an audio programmer who develops audio plugin. So if you are a mixing engineer, an editing engineer, a recording assistant, then I think this episode is for you because we'll exactly discuss background of Linus and on the challenges of learning programming when you're already past, let's say, the university time. Also, we'll discuss the metal bands that Linus was working with or mixed albums of. So if you're a heavy metal fan, then this episode is also something you can look forward to. I met Linus at Audio Developer Conference 2022, and we met again in 2023. So I believe that if you attend Audio Developer Conference in 2024, he'll be there as well. As usual, you can check out the episode notes where I listed all people, places, and references mentioned in this podcast episode, this time under thewolfsome.com slash talk017. Once again, it's thewolfsome.com slash talk017. And if you would like to become a Linus, an audio programmer, if you'd like to transition into this field, I have a resource just for you. It's my free audio plugin developer checklist, which you can get under dwolfson.com slash checklist. It lists every piece of knowledge that is necessary, in my opinion, to become a full-fledged audio developer. And now, Linus Corneliusson. Hi, Linus. Thanks for agreeing on this interview. Could you introduce yourself to the audience? Hello, yeah, uh, I'm uh, Linus Corneliusen, and uh, I'm currently working at Bogren Digital. Uh, but formerly, I have been working with Jens Bogren in the studio, like uh, productions and uh, mixing and editing. Um, uh, and yeah, since a few years ago, I've started transitioning more into development. And I guess that's why I'm why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And uh, I hope we, go we can dive deep into your background and in in into your current development. So could you please share what were your beginnings with music then? How did you get into this field? Um, I guess when I was younger, I played some piano and a little bit of guitar. And I was in a few bands, nothing super serious or anything, but you know, the 
the common local band scene. Um, and as I got a little bit older, uh, I started, like, I think it started with probably our bands wanted to record some demos. So uh, we got into a studio, a local studio, like a uh, underground, pretty bad studio. <laughs> uh, but uh, enough to, like, get some sort of interest for the recording part as well. Um, and then as I got a little bit older and had to, like, pick what to do in school, um, there was one, um, I'm so bad with the English terms with the Swedish school system, but uh, um, we, we could pick between, like, uh, science or social science or stuff like that. And I was a bit lucky because this they just started like like a, a merge between uh, science and music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I obviously jumped on that one because that seemed smooth. And uh, they had some uh, a little bit a little bit of recording and production in that uh, in those classes as well. And this would be uh, like a high school level, you would I, say. I think it's high school. Yes. Uh, I should probably have (laughs) checked that up. Um, But yeah, I think that's high school level. Um, And uh, after that, I had like the option to go to some real university and do some real thing. Or uh, I I saw that they had like a production class in Örebro, which is where I live, uh, which is like half a year. Uh, So instead of jumping on like a big science thing or anything I, I thought that sounds like a smooth transition I can I can do that for just half half a year um, and uh, it it appears the teacher there was called Jens Bogren and I guess that's uh, kind of <laughs> uh, made it even more interesting I guess um, so uh, you got you got accepted into the course uh, based on your previous experience with with uh, sound engineering, yeah, I think I was a bit lucky because that it was like the early years of that uh, of that course, so they weren't super strict. Uh, so uh, we did some things in the high school level, uh, like some recording of uh, uh, some some random recordings, basically. So I was able to send those, and that was good enough to get in. I don't think it would have made it these days. I think I was a bit lucky, to be fair. Oh, are you maybe being modest? <laughs> nah, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It, it, it wouldn't have been accepted. <laughs> okay. And, and was the course run fully by, by Jens? or? Uh, I think there were like two main teachers uh, and maybe some more extra. But the main two ones was uh, Jens and one other guy. And the other guy was more about songwriting and uh, arrangement, and Jens was more on the technical sound engineering side. Okay, and so how did your uh, study and career develop from there? Yeah, so the idea was to, to just do that for half a year and then see what happens. But then apparently they extended it with another half year. So I just kept going, and then they extended it again with another half year. So I I, well, I was there for one and a half year instead of a half year. Um, and uh, during that last semester, 
I think there was like a, a project where we could record a local band. Um, so I found some pretty cool like hardcore, local hardcore, very young band that I recorded. Uh, like one song fully produced. You you were part of the early song structures and everything. And then you recorded everything in school and then mixed it and mastered it too, I think. Um, and when I was done with school, they came back to me and wanted to make an album. But then I didn't have any studio anymore because I wasn't in school anymore. So I had to like find a solution for that, uh, which is what led me to creating my own studio in uh, Kumla, where I'm from. Um, not a good one, but just a random room somewhere. We bought a, a computer and some basic microphone setups uh, and uh, uh, did our best to like record local bands, basically. It was me and one friend at a time. Nice. Uh, it, sound, it sounds like a great, great adventure then. And uh, how long did it uh, then took, or how what what steps then did you take? Um, uh, I, I guess we worked in that studio for some time with local bands, uh, and then um, I think at some point Jens uh, reached out and asked for some editing help. I guess that must have been at least a year after my own studio, maybe more. Um, and that was a drum editing project for some live album. Maybe that's secret. You're not supposed to edit live performances, but uh, it happened. Uh, you won't mention the band, though. I will not mention the band, but it was a really good band. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and I guess that's what, that, was, that was the first job I did for Jens. And then uh, it, it, he came back some time later. He needed help again. And then it was like more and more until eventually that was at least half of everything I did was like preparing and editing for Jens. Um, and uh, eventually that became the full-time thing. And uh, after some more time, we decided that I should just, uh, instead of invoicing back and forth, I could just be his employee full-time instead. Uh, not sure exactly about the timeline here, but uh, I guess after a few years. Okay, nice. And uh, what from what you've shared with me uh, in in Jens's like rock, working with Jens, you got a chance to work with some really incredibly popular metal bands. So from what you told me, my favorites were James Labrie, Soilwork, Dragon Force, Haken, Leprous, Dark Tranquility. Between the Buried and Me and Fate's Warning, which I believe is basically most of the major names <laughs> in the progressive metal genre. And uh, could you describe, I, maybe it's a little bit off-topping from the audio programming thing, but uh, it would be cool if you could describe what was it like for you from a perspective of an enthusiast of these bands to work on their material. And can you maybe share any anecdotes related to it? Um, yeah, that's really cool, of course. Uh, many of those bands, I had no idea who they were until we worked with them. But then, of course, I, I became a fan after working with them. Like Leprous, I, I love Leprous, and it's always really fun to work uh, on their stuff. Um, 
And I've, I worked a bit with uh, Einar's solo albums as well, which is really cool. Uh, and uh, I guess one of the bigger ones must have been soil work, because that's something I really listened to myself when I was younger. Um, and that's also one of the first real jobs I, I did for Jens, I think. Uh, at some point in school, we had like uh, uh, like some sort of internship, I guess, um, where I worked in his studio. And then one day when I was there, I think, he called me and said, hey, could you come back and work uh, after the summer? Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. What is it? Uh, it's a soil work recording. <laughs> uh, so I, I said yes. Uh, and that was the, the double album they did, The Living Infinite. Uh, I, I guess that's uh, one of the bigger steps forward uh, in my career. And that was really cool to just live live with them in the studio for like more than a month. And just uh, hang out and record all days. Uh, that was really cool. Uh, and I guess another thing, I was also a really big dream theater fan gr- growing up. So of course, uh, working on that, Jens mixed uh, his solo album, uh, James Lebrie. So I had to uh, prepare it and do some editing. That was really cool. Just working with James Labrie's voice in Zulu. <laughs> That's nothing I would have expected when I was younger. And uh, uh, he, he released another Zulu album like a year ago or something, I think, which was an acoustic album. And that one I actually mixed myself. That was really big. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have believed that when I was younger, for sure. Uh, so yeah, that was really cool. Awesome. That that sounds like a dream fulfilled to me. I'm I'm personally also a huge, huge Dream Theater fan. It's my number one band uh, of all time currently. So yeah, yeah, that's I, like I really, a, I really a real uh, checkbox uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm wishing you like even more such projects uh, if you have if you find the time, of course. <laughs> yeah. So I know that uh, you've been involved. Uh, you started to be involved with with uh, Bogren Dig- Digital, and uh, I'm I'm not sure from which end to start this question. Could you maybe, in general, sh- share the story of the beginnings of Bogren Digital and your involvement in it? Yeah, sure. Um, I think it began when uh, uh, Jens kind of outgrew his his previous studio location. Uh, he had his house and a studio on the same uh, lot. Um, uh, so it was Jens working there in the days and Tony came in like evening and mainly nighttime working on mastering and that's not super uh, long term uh, sufficient for a mastering engineer to work only nights Uh, so uh, eventually he wanted to like build something new from scratch Um, so he tried to sell that house and move to another one and then build a new studio on a completely uh, different location. Uh, and the guy ending up buying his house was Jacek, uh, who you know from <laughs> from Bogren Digital. Uh, and I think it basically started with them just chatting and Jacek suggesting like, uh, you should do something <laughs> like an IR or something. That should be easy, right? So I think it started with like that idea, which eventually grew into them creating the company together. Uh, and they started with the IR packs, since that's that's pretty quick to get going. Uh, okay, C- could you maybe br- briefly explain uh, what 
what do you mean under IR packs in case uh, someone is not familiar with them? Uh, yeah, basically cabinet IR uh, captures. So you, you run some signals through, through the guitar cabinet and then capture the frequency response of that cabinet. And then you can just load that file in the software later on and get like the main sound and character of the speaker. Okay, uh, nice. Yeah, so that's like a simple thing enough to do, but it's uh, uh, super valuable to have it done right by someone who really knows how to how to dial in those sounds. Um, and I guess sometime around that, I got a bit interested because when I was really young, I did like some some programming on a very low level, like uh, I think it was Turbo Pascal, some old language. Um, I I didn't do much, but I was young and it was interesting, and I made some like uh, some ping pong <laughs> game. And I remember when you pressed the buttons, the graphics went slower. And I mean, that's valuable information to have when you go through life, I guess. <laughs> um, anyway, that didn't. Uh, grew into anything bigger when I was younger, but I've always had that that sort of a glimpse into programming with me. So now that I noticed that Jens is actually starting to think about uh, developing plugins and stuff, then I thought I should probably at least learn how to make prototypes. That would be cool if we could make our own prototypes in-house instead of uh, getting uh, outsourcing that. Um, so I think I quite early on started looking into how to learn this. And uh, the natural starting point was the audio, audio programmer um, YouTube channel, basically. And I mean, that was quicker than I thought. I was able to make some prototype of some plugin that I had in mind in like a month. Uh, and I showed it to Jens, just like, by the way, I made a test. <laughs> And he was actually able to use it in production, uh, which was like, okay, maybe this, maybe you should do this actually. <laughs> um, but then that would be a pretty big step. So we talked about it for a while and realized that if I'm going to do this, I need to become really good at it. I can't just be half good and think that it's going to work. So uh, we decided that I should probably go to school and like get the foundations set. Um, yeah, where was, is that, where am I? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, you, I think that's a, that's a good point. So uh, you, you were thinking more and more on uh, creating those plugins. And uh, then you said, okay, maybe it's better to, to go to, to academia. And then to which school did you go to, which university for, for computer science? Yeah, so I tried to find what to do and there's, there really isn't anything audio specific around here. We thought maybe I can do some like online courses or something. But on the other hand, I really wanted the foundations. So we just uh, went with the uh, Örebro Universitet, which is the local university, and uh, uh, a three-year uh, computer science uh, program. So pretty standard, I would say. Okay, yeah, but but I agree, it's it's valuable, and actually for me it was it was the same motivation to get to get those basics uh, that's re are really hard and time consuming to get on your own 
uh, if you're not in this in this field. And then how did you manage to combine this with your professional life? That's a good question. Uh, in the beginning, I kept mixing for a while. So I tried to like do mixing and then go to school whenever I had to. It's not, it is a full-time uh, program, but you don't really need to be there full-time, to be fair. Um, so I tried to keep mixing, not as much, but still some, some projects, and then go to school at the same time. And uh, eventually we got uh, replacement uh, guys in the studio who could take over more of the mixing as, it, as the jobs came in. <coughs> and uh, then I could, instead of mixing, I kept doing more and more on the Bogren digital side. Because uh, there are plenty of things that I can do, even if I'm not like a 10-year experienced C++ programmer. I can uh, help with contact scripting or uh, other Python scripts for the in-house work and uh, fixing easy bugs in C++ and juice. Uh, so I've, uh, it's more and more on the Bogren digital side, uh, and I'm trying to keep up with school as, as much as I can. Okay, and how far are you in the in the uh, computer science program? Uh, it's uh, until this summer, so there's a half year left, basically. Okay, nice. So, good luck with this. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> can you maybe share which plugins have you released under Bogren Digital? Are there any plugins that were released? Uh, yeah. So in the beginning, it was just the IR packs. And then uh, we made a trigger sample pack. Um, and uh, I guess the next thing we did was the amp knob, the first amp knob, the Rev C uh, amp knob, which is like a, a, you have one knob, it's a gain knob. You can have less gain or more gain. That's it. Um, so we released that one and then we made some more in the same line, like one base amp knob and uh, some, some more 5150 style uh, amp knobs. And uh, quite recently we released uh, a full guitar simulator from MLC S0. Uh, am I forgetting anything? I guess that's pretty much it right now. <laughs> okay, if, if oh, anything... Oh yeah, of course. Uh, also um, the Crim, Crim drums for contact. That, that was a big project as well. I, I did a lot of work on that one. Okay, and uh, so that's that's already quite a big portfolio, I would say. And uh, can you share what are you working on right now? I don't think I can. Okay. Uh, <laughs> more amp knobs for sure, and uh, also some more drum uh, contact instruments and uh, some other stuff. Okay, and uh, from the technical standpoint. Um, can I ask, uh, like, are you using traditional digital signal processing or you're using some machine learning approach? Um, a bit of both. Uh, so far, I'm, I'm not the guy in charge of like the, uh, the hardcore DSP stuff. Um, so uh, a bit of both. Uh, yeah, okay. I can't really go into more detail on that, I think. But yeah, yeah we, we try to, we try to try out all possibilities that we can and uh, compare as much as we can as well. Nice, thank you. Mm, so 
since you um, moved kind of from the sound engineering field into audio plugin development more, could you describe what was the biggest challenge for you? And at the same time, what did you find the most rewarding while creating audio plugins? Um, I guess the challenge is that you need to learn so many wide things to to get started. Uh, so like, it feels like I'm learning a new language every month or something. Like, well, I guess now I need to uh, learn JavaScript apparently. <laughs> um, I guess that's tough to, to quickly dive into different languages and learn all of them at the same time. Um, rewarding, I guess that's it's super rewarding to like compile a plugin and open it in your own mixing session. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, and instantly like get the feedback on how it sounds. Um, yeah, I would say that's the big reward for sure. Nice. Um, and could you, yeah, because you mentioned the, the audio programmer YouTube channel, which was your initial resource when you started and say there is someone else who's listening to this podcast and wanted to also do this transition. So, uh, which resources would you now recommend that people look at? Um, yeah, I need to, there is like, I mean, you get a lot from that one. Uh, and your channel is really good too. That's uh, an honest uh, opinion. I check it uh, a lot Thank of you. times. Um, let me just quickly search here. Uh, there is a channel from uh, Valerio Velardo. Mm -hmm. uh, the sound the, of AI. Exactly, the sound of AI. Yeah. That's really good for um, like... Uh, uh, yeah, for AI, basically, <laughs> and for features, uh, like audio features, and uh, also uh, FFTs, and uh, yeah, it's pretty wide and, and, and deep enough. Um, yeah, but apart from that, I don't know yet, really. I, I, <laughs> I, get, I learn a lot from the guys we work with. Um, we've worked a lot with uh, Jatin Chowdhury, for example. That's really valuable, just looking at his code. Um, and others we work with as well. Okay. Uh, and from a, from a different point of view, because I also had the experience, you know, of, of first having some audio experience or and an audio software experience, and then starting computer science. I'm curious, um, how do you think your, your direction changed the way you approach computer science uh, studying and uh, vice versa? So how did computer science also influence the way you are developing plugins now? Uh, good question. Um, I mean, for the studying part, it's been very valuable that I can instantly connect what I learn to the actual job that I want to do. Like uh, learning about uh, sine waves is a simple example. Like I can see a sound wave from a sine wave. The classmates, maybe they just see uh, something else. I don't know. Maybe it's harder for them to relate to what does this actually mean. Mm -hmm. But I can like see the connection right away. 
and also like on the electric engineering uh, classes it's easy for me to see okay this is a low pass i know what that means um so that's been really helpful to just understand why and what i'm actually getting out of 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 it um and uh what was the other question the other way around so uh, is they like maybe it's a little bit more tricky but have you noticed that already what you learned in the computer science course influenced uh, the way you're writing code somehow? Um, I mean, I, I, al- I always try to get... I tried to start from... Uh, from uh, how should I explain this? It hasn't changed that much. Because um, I've always had this mindset of like try to get it correct on a low level from the beginning uh, if that makes sense like uh, and that's kind of, I guess that's connected to metal mixing too probably like you need to get things good at the first channel and then work your way up to a final final mix and I guess that's kind of similar you need to get the, the code working correctly on the in the inner classes and then work your way out instead of like going back and forth too much so okay I, I so like a, like a bottom that. up bottom up approach then yeah i guess so and that hasn't really changed with school so far it's just that i'm getting more and more experienced with everything i guess awesome and could you maybe share uh, because i find it super exciting then you know there's a professional sound engineer who now has all these tools at their hands and they are capable you know of creating any plugin they want they can create any effect they want they can create any helper tool they want as you mentioned like creating uh, python scripts for for working in your digital audio workstation so could you maybe uh, expand on how your sound engineering background now influence what you do and how you do it uh, in software development? Um, um, yeah, I guess it, it definitely influences the ideas I have for what I would like to do forward, but um, we're also like stuck with the things we are already working on pretty much. But mm-hmm. like I have a lot of ideas for what I would need in in pro tools like what tools would i actually want uh it would be amazing if i could edit drums automatically for example so i have like a lot of ideas from from the experience um um, but it doesn't directly influence what we do i guess something that's super valuable is being able to quickly discuss with jens about ideas and his uh if he finds problems it's easy for me to relate to it and uh, understand what what he's actually meaning and what he's hearing that could probably be trickier for someone without um, the experience oh yeah i wholeheartedly agree so you speak the same language as jens does but at the same time you are able to to write write code and uh yeah i would i would suspect that you get like a ton of ideas of on what could (laughs) be done but at the same time it's i think it's awesome that you you are you can be working in the studio and I okay it would be nice to have this kind of automation feature that's not in yet and then 
zack, 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 you can create a, a script and, and uh, you have the functionality in place. As a side note, I wanted to ask you, because I believe that Andrew Sheps had a very similar talk at Audio Developer Conference this year, 2023, on you know connecting sound engineers and audio developers. So have you have you watched it? Have you attended it? Yeah, I was there. Okay, yeah. So I, I could you maybe share your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, that was a really cool one. He was mainly talking a lot about like Dolby Atmos and uh, spatial audio. Uh, and that doesn't really, that's not really my my uh, uh, my side. Um, but but it's really cool that he's also like getting involved, uh, especially with the sound flow scripts he has, uh, which is like an automated uh, scripting tool for Pro Tools, uh, which is also something that I, I that I've started using a bit now that I know a bit of JavaScript. Um, I speak because I, I feel that you hit uh, a little bit on the on the same notes that, that as he did, and and uh, yeah, I, I think it's 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 amazing that we get the blend of the two, uh, yeah, of the two fields basically because that's I think that's what he said that a lot of tools are being built that are maybe not as much necessary, but at the same time there is yeah. there there are quite many tools that would be great to have. But there's no dialogue between these fields, and and yeah, it's it's good that we start to remedy it somehow. Yeah, there's one specific thing that came to mind. Like one of my early ideas was to have uh, to be able to reset the time in Pro Tools. So like normally the time starts at zero in the project, but your song could probably not start at zero. It probably starts at like three seconds in or maybe one minute in. So it would be nice with like a a timer where you could individually set the starting point or maybe you have like a full album in the session that would be really cool to have like an individual starting point for the time uh, so when a band sends you the feedback like yeah lower the snare drum at 1.2 you can go to 1.2 apparently uh, andrew has already made that in <laughs> in uh, soundflow so that's pretty cool i guess yeah. we have the same background there <laughs> Nice. Uh, so, another question, uh, which is related to, um, which is maybe more technical. So, could you share a little bit of the tools that you are using in your audio development? So, which programming language do you use? Which on which platform do you develop? Which IDE are you using? Yeah, um, most of what we do is uh, with Juice, C plus plus mainly. Um, and personally, I'm on Mac. Uh, with VS Code, I might try to transition into C Lion, uh, but we'll see. Um, but I, I I try to like get into VS Code uh, because it handles so many scenarios, so I don't have to jump around too many IDs. But we'll see. I just downloaded C Lion and it seems good. So. <laughs> um, and uh, we base a lot of the. Uh, development on CMake. So it should be easy to just pick whatever I want to use. Nice. I, I approve it. <laughs> <laughs> I, re I really like working with CMake. 
So now a question which I'm always very curious about, and especially in your case. So then, do you listen to music while programming? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess maybe sometimes, but it's pretty rare. Uh, I'm often in the studio, like in the kitchen <laughs> usually, like that's nice, meeting people randomly. Um, so there's no music there. Uh, and... Uh, I guess I could. At home, I could. Maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but you have this uh, chatter around you of people who are in the kitchen at the same time. Yeah, and uh, I think that's nice. Uh, eventually, maybe we'll put me in like a, a regular office or something. I don't know. But <laughs> and, and you'll have to wear a suit also. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, I, I, that's no risk, I think. Okay. Uh, so another thing is that you attended Audio Developer Conference uh, in 2021, 22, and 23. And yeah. Could could you could you maybe share what was your impression of these and how your perception of the talks changed from year to year as your experience grew? Yeah, um, that's been a really cool experience all of the years. Um, like the first year was super exciting because I've never done anything like that. Uh, a lot of the talks were probably above my head a bit, but it was still really interesting. Like even if I didn't fully understand everything happening, it was still, you could still learn a lot of it and just uh, um, seeing what people focus on is also very valuable. Even if I don't understand what they talk about fully, I can see where, which direction they are like focusing on and of course you meet so many people and it's really easy to talk to people uh, that's been really cool and I guess the yeah the more experienced I get like the, the more I can actually understand the, the deeper hacks <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna say I completely followed Fabian's talk this year but we'll <laughs> maybe next year I'll understand what he means <laughs> Yeah, likewise. Next year there will be a talk that this talk was wrong because he made a mistake <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, but I, I would absolutely recommend going there if you can. Uh, it's super valuable and you meet so many people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. That's how we met, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey Linus, uh, many, many thanks for this interview. Uh, I'm super grateful and, and I I'm sure that people listening to it uh, will also be. If there is someone uh, who you know would like to follow your footsteps, let's say, and like to transition from sound engineering to making plugins, is there any general advice that you have in, in mind? Any tips that could help? Um, yeah, that's a good question. It, I, I do come from a, like a small niche. I guess not many people can go work for a big metal producer and start from that and wait until he gets into development. Um, but I mean, it, it is valuable with the school, the computer science, that's valuable. I know it's debatable. Maybe you think that you waste time and maybe that's right in your case. But for me, it's valuable to get the foundation. And then when you have the foundation, it's much easier to... to uh, follow along with the YouTube tutorials, etc. Um, 
not sure how much of an advice that was, but I mean, it feels like I'm I'm on the right path with the broad information from school and then niche on YouTube. Nice, nice. I think it's very concrete. So thank you once again. And if someone uh, wanted to contact you, then where do you recommend they go? Maybe Discord is a good... Uh, I am in the, the audio programmer Discord. That's a pretty good place. Um, I don't know what I'm named. <laughs> M- maybe B- BD Linus, probably. Uh, I guess we can put that in the comments, probably. Okay, yeah, we'll put this in, in episode notes. Yeah, but I'm happy to uh, talk to people. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I wish you all the best to your study and to your professional work and a lot of fun from listening to and mixing metal bands in the future, hopefully with your own tools now. (laughs) Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, I I hope I'll see you next year on ADC. Likewise, likewise. Take care. All right, everyone. That was Linus Corneliusson. Thanks, Linus, for agreeing on this interview and I wish you all the best in your audio programming and mixing career. To you, dear listener, if you'd like to check out the people, places and references mentioned in this podcast episode, please check out the episode notes at diwusam.com slash talk017. Once again, it's diwusam.com slash talk017. If you would like to support the podcast, Hit the thumbs up button on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and consider leaving a five star review on Apple Podcasts. I really, really appreciate it. Don't forget about your free audio plugin developer checklist at dualsound.com slash checklist if you want to become an audio developer like Linus. And thank you for listening. See you in the next one. Take care. <laughs>